Hey guys, it's Simmy and this is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 29th of October, no, November, I don't know why I said October, November 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. I thought Raw was alright, just alright. Like if I was voting in the poll with you guys, I would put, I thought it was alright. It was just alright. Like, mm, it was not a horrible show, but there was nothing great. I did appreciate that that women's 10-man tag or 10-woman tag didn't just go quick, be like five minutes and then someone gets pinned. I'm, I'm very appreciative that they gave it time. They actually gave it, I think I have the time here. Um, The women's 10-woman ten, ten tag went 19 and a half minutes. Holy shnikes. That's really good that they gave the women some time, but I thought Raw was just all right. We had the overarching story of the whole night of Seth is getting his shot at the title at day one. But Kevin Owens can get in, involved as well. Kevin Owens can get added. And then what happens? Seth screwed Seth. Anyways, we'll talk about all that and more as we talk the night. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. If you are watching here on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out in the live chat by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe with a tiered subscription. Or if you say, hey, I got the extra money, I'm already paying for Amazon Prime. Well, no fret, my pet. You can use your Amazon Prime account. Take your Twitch account. Link the two together. Kachinga, you have a Prime Gaming account. Prime Gaming account gives you free games like Rise of the Tomb Raider, like Control the Ultimate Edition and more. Also gives you in-app stuff, in-game stuff. Like for Valorant, League of Legends, Grand Theft Auto Online, and more. And it always also, also it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. And I greatly appreciate it. If you subscribe right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But if you don't have Amazon Prime, you got to know somebody that does. Whether it's your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your dad, your uncle, your auntie, your, I don't know, landlord, your mailman. The Amazon driver that brought your kids... Christmas present yesterday. Ask them, say, hey, 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 hey. You have Amazon Prime? Oh, you do? Well, can I use it and link it to my Twitch account? I ain't going to cost you anything extra to let me do so. Just let me link it to my Twitch account. Bada bing, bada boom, there we go. I got a Prime Gaming account. I can help out Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chats do get read live on the air. And remember, you can also subscribe to the channel by hitting that join button down below and joining the Unlimited Army. With doing so, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, access to podcast episode post shows, as we talked about earlier today exclusive news and so much more we're talking about youtube talking about podcasts we're starting to do something different here every monday and friday and sometimes on wednesdays we'll be doing live wrestling wrap-ups the wrestling wrap-up is one video with a handful of news all right there you just gotta watch it boom 
a bunch of news in one easy-to-watch video. You can watch it live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Mondays, Fridays, 11 a.m. Pacific. But starting next week, if you are subscribed at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited or a channel member on YouTube, you will get our exclusive post-show. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Maybe it's wrestling. Maybe it's not wrestling. That's going to be the cool thing. I'm just going to do shit with you guys. You're going to get the extra content on Mondays and Fridays. Like I said, sometimes, most of the time, it will probably be extra wrestling talk. But sometimes, maybe I don't want to talk wrestling, and I give you guys some extra content that's not wrestling related. That is only for the Unlimited Army, whether you are a channel member on YouTube or a subscriber on Patreon at the $5 tier or up. But with that, we have Monday Night Raw to talk about. Show kicks off, well, with Seth Rollins. Rollins entered, start the show as the announcers ran down tonight's card. Rollins said that people might expect him to be in a bad mood after what happened last week, but he was in a great mood because he's got some breaking news. He would go on to announce that at day one on January 1st in Atlanta, he will be challenging Big E for the WWE Championship. He said that it would be a... Be a uh, he said it would be day one of the new year and day one of a new era. Finn Balor would interrupt. He did his usual entrance before charging the ring and attacking Rollins. Balor clotheslined Rollins and himself over the barricade into the timekeeper's area and tossed him around ringside. Rollins fought back briefly, but Balor gave him a sling blade on the outside before hitting, uh, hitting Seth with the steel steps. Rollins just got hit with the steel steps, told the ref, you know what? go ahead, start the match. Let's just do it. And yeah, so we got an eight and a half, eight minutes, 40 second match between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Balor did a flip dive as they went to a break a few seconds into this match because we were less than 10 minutes into the show, but we were already like, you know, five, eight minutes into the show. So like, ooh, got to go to a break. This match has started 90, 30 seconds. So when we came back, Balor was in control until Rollins stopped him from attempting the coup de gras. He hit him with a superplex into the Falcon Arrow for a two. Rollins tried a frog splash, but Balor got his knees up and used a cradle for a two. Balor followed this up with a foot stomp for a two, and Rollins responded with a sling blade and a super kick. Balor avoided a stomp, and followed this up with a sling blade and a shotgun dropkick. Rollins avoided a coup de gras again, and they traded strikes. Balor set up for a reverse DDT, but Rollins poked him in the eye, which the ref didn't see. Rollins then followed this up with a back elbow and a curb stomp for the pin. So Seth Rollins does go on to defeat Seth, uh, Finn Balor. I almost said Seth beat Seth. He beat Finn Balor, and that's the right move. I mean, he's getting the title shot coming up. He's got to win. I thought it was a really good match. They gave him almost nine minutes. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, Johnny J's got a question here. He says, speaking of Christmas, where do you usually go? Christmas shopping. Do you shop online or do you go to stores? Goodbye gift for your family. I do most of my shopping at Walmart. And then anything I can't get or find at Walmart, I go to Amazon for. So thinking about it. Um, da, 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 da. I did 90. I'm almost done Christmas shopping already, actually. I just need like a couple of little 
little things here and there for the kids and then for the stockings. But for the most part, I could be done now. Like, I could be done now because I just ordered my son's last gift. But I'm not going to say what that is just in case they may be watching. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I ordered my son's last gift. They've got a bunch of grif- gifts already under the tree. And I think I got everything except for two things at Walmart. One, you can only get a specific store. I don't, again, don't want to say because sometimes my daughter watches these videos for some reason. Don't ask me why. But I got one thing at a specific store. Everything else, one thing at a specific store, two things in, on Amazon, everything else Walmart. Everything else is Walmart. I went Walmart for everything but three. And I think the other things I'm thinking of maybe getting them all at Walmart. I saw them at the store yesterday. But back to wrestling talk. Uh, Mr. Banks says, just missed out on PS5 earlier because of credit card issues at Walmart. I thought that was in 30 minutes, Banks. I thought, uh, was it 9 a.m. Pacific time? I thought it was 9 p.m. Pacific time. Regardless, I already got my PS5. I told my buddy the wrong time then. Uh Uh-oh, whoopsie. I told a friend that was telling me, hey, when you find out when when PlayStation 5s are going on sale, let me know. I told them 9 p.m. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Uh, thanks, Jason. Royal kids decorated. I didn't even touch the tool. I take that back. I put the lights around just to make sure they're evenly spaced. They did everything else. As you can see. Kids did everything else. I just spung the lights around to make sure they're evenly spaced. Appreciate it, Jason. Anyways, back to the show. We had this weird fucking multi-segment angle with Austin Theory and Vince McMahon, and I have no clue where this is leading to unless it's going to lead to a jealous Shane coming back. A jealous Shane McMahon. I was like, what is this? So Austin Theory approaches Vince, and I guess it's his office. This is some table in a room. It's just some table in a room. Because if you remember back in the day when Vince used to have his office, that was a fucking office it shows. When the GMs would have their office, those were offices. This and last week, too. Just a table in a room. Just a table in a room. So. Austin Theory approaches. They shook hands. And Theory asked how he was doing. Vince hated the question. If you ever meet Vince McMahon... Don't ask him how he's doing. Don't ask him how he's doing. Uh 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 uh. He apparently hates that. So, um, Vince invited Theory to stay with him throughout the entire show. He said, "Hey, let's watch the show tonight together." Theory was nervous initially, but seemed excited. His excitement didn't last long, though, when Vince said, Oh, by the way, if you steal my shit again, I'll kill you. If you steal from me again, I'll kill you. And I'm like, oh, oof. Vince out there just, I'm going to kill you. Yikes. 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 Uh, Also... Bangs, I am putting this in the chat for you. Sony's going to have some PS5s coming soon. You can sign up to be notified. Anyways. 
they watched the whole show. Vince said something about, you know, people are going to need to expect the unexpected. And you're going to watch with me to see how they react to expecting the unexpected. And here's the thing. Whenever I hear expect the unexpected, you know where my mind goes? It doesn't go WWE. It doesn't go Vince McMahon. Uh-uh. I think a big brother on CBS. Because their whole moniker has always been from the start, expect the unexpected. Because you may think, oh, I know how Big Brother works. I know how this show works every year. You put 16 people in a house. Every week, one person gets eliminated. Sometimes it's a double elimination. And then at the end, somebody wins. But sometimes they'll switch it up. Give you a new game people have never played. Give you a new, what's the word I'm looking for? A new um, power that's never been in the game before. You're expecting the unexpected. You're always expecting something new to be added to the game or pulled from that you were expecting. And that's what I think of when I hear expect the unexpected. That's what I hear when I hear expect the unexpected. So we had the Raw Women's Championship contract signing. They stated that next week, Liv Morgan will be challenging Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Now Becky took credit for Liv getting her first contract signing ever for her first title match. Well, singles title match. And she said, I also take credit for firing you up last week. Liv warned her that one punch wasn't going to be enough to beat her. Or Lynch warned Liv. Lynch then wondered what Liv would do when she finally got that shot, though. Lynch says she already signed the contract and invited Morgan to do the same. Sonya Deville, again, would announce that the match is taking place next week. They piped him to fake cheering because you can see the crowd just sitting there. And we hear, ah, but the crowd's just like. And I don't know if it was because it was a, a small crowd or it was a dead crowd tonight. But the crowd was just meh for most of tonight's show. Anyways. Like I said, they piped him fake chance, which was silly because Lynch made fun of the Long Island crowd for being upset that the match wasn't happening tonight. Even though there was fake cheers, which was funny. Uh, she also made a dig at the New York Islanders for not having a win yet in their new arena. So Morgan then told her to shut up. Morgan played a clip of an emotional Becky Lynch interview from After Survivor Series, which talked about beating Charlotte, but losing her friend, and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. And... Where was I? Uh, Morgan then mocked her for crying after all the times that Lynch mocked her for doing the same. Morgan said that Lynch must hate what she has become. Liv also had a line saying, uh, hold on, I, I want to get the right quote because I didn't write it down, but I, I, I tweeted it, I think. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. The actual line itself was. You're the reason why your friend is gone. Just like your big, fat, greedy contract is the reason why my friends are gone. And I was just like, oh. Oh, they pulled that card. They broke that fourth wall. They got a little, as you would say, meta. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Lynch told her that the interview showed her emotion following a big win, something Morgan would never know anything about. 
Lynch requested, hey, how about we do a 10-woman tag tonight? See how good of a leader you can be. You with five women and me with five women. If, you know, the powers that be, let us do it. Morgan says she accepts. And then all of a fucking sudden, Sonya just goes, you know what, Becky? I like that idea. Let's send it to the Titan Tron and show you the teams. And I go, hold up. Now, keeping in storyline here, Becky just 30 seconds ago pitched this match. Just said, hey, let's do a 10-woman tag five on five. Your team versus my team. How the hell did Sonya already have uh, teams built out and a graphic already made? Like, WWE's got a good graphics department, but they ain't that fast. They ain't that fast to just slap some women together and go, oh, uh, here are all the baby faces and here are all the heels. Let's just do this. You know? No. What? Huh? This made no sense in storyline. In storyline. Because I tweeted out the whole the thing that I just said. And someone comes at me and goes, no, bro, it was confirmed earlier. I said, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was reported by Fightful that a 10-woman tag was going to happen. But in storyline, Liv knew nothing about this. It is not confirmed until WWE actually says it. If another website, if a wrestling website reports it, that is a report that it could happen, that it is possible. Not WWE has confirmed that there will be a 10-man tag. Two different things. Confirmed by WWE and a report from a website. Two different things. And sometimes people don't understand that. People just don't understand that on social media, the difference between a website reporting something and the actual wrestling company confirming or announcing something. Some people just don't understand the fucking difference. Just going to say it right now. So going forward, this match was announced, set, made. Lynch was the heel here, obviously, but they unintentionally made her way more sympathetic than Liv Morgan, actually. Ooh, Liv kind of came off as a jerk saying, hey, so... You used to make fun of me for crying. Well, <laughs> I got video of you crying. Like, that's kind of a jerk move. I get I get why they would do that. Why she would, the baby face would do something like that. But it's still kind of a jerk move. So in the back, when Gorilla, Riddle approached Randy Orton. He was surprised. He was surprised that Randy wasn't dressed like him since he was dressed like Randy last week. And Riddle had a shirt on that said, Hey, Randy, with three A's. Hey, Randy. And so, Riddle said that they Freaky friday it last week and thought it would be awesome if they remade that movie with them. Riddle was ready to let him ride his scooter. Orton said Riddle was even more brain-dead than he thought if he expected him to ride the scooter barefoot to the ring. Funny thing, though, this is the man that wanted to ride a camel. Randy wanted to ride a camel, the crown jewel, with, with Riddle, and Vince said, nope, that wouldn't make any sense. Good thing Vince kiboshed that one because he was right. It didn't make any sense. Randy, looking at Riddle like he's a dumbass for riding a camel, made way more sense, made way more sense storyline and character-wise than if they both would have been on camels coming down to the ring. So, hey, Vince had a... A good idea there to say, nope, mm-mm. you may pitch something, but uh-uh-uh, that's not, wouldn't work, wouldn't make sense. He kiboshed it. Anyways, Orton appreciated what Riddle uh, was doing. 
but they needed to be more ruthless and stay 10 steps ahead of every other tag team. Whirlin asked Orton to close his eyes, and he obliged. Whirlin put a wig on him, and Orton said, Orton looked at himself in the mirror and said, you've got two seconds to remove this off my head immediately. One, woof, Riddle pulls it off. So, um, going forward, we had, sorry, I saw some in the chat that confused the heck out of me. Anyways, we had Randy Orton and Riddle, RK Bro, defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, where, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Riddle beat Ziggler last week? Why the hell are the Dirty Dog getting a title shot? Didn't, not only did, didn't Riddle beat Ziggler last week with an RKO, but then Randy gave old, as Riddle likes to call him, Big Bob, a god dang bro Derek. <clears throat> All right. Since Saturday's got a question. He says, how was that? How would that be dumb? It would have been the coolest thing for both of them to run on camels. Dumb Vince. No, 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 no. Character-wise for the Randy Orton character, it made more sense for Randy to think that Riddle was stupid for riding the camel and give him the dirty looks of, what the hell are you doing? What? Huh, huh, what? The? Instead of Randy riding the camel. Character-wise, Randy Orton ain't going to ride no goddamn camel, just like Randy Orton's not going to ride no goddamn scooter. If you think about it, character-wise, it would have been cool to see yes, and that's why Orton pitched to do it as well, because it would have been a cool moment. But in the long run, character-wise, it would have made no sense. The Randy Orton character would not want to do one of these half-brained riddle deals. Riddle doing the whole, you know, stupid stuff, I guess you could say. Again, he's never going to ride a scooter. He's not going to dress up as Riddle. Riddle's going to do the funny, dumb stuff, which riding a camel's not dumb, but you get what I'm saying. Orton's going to be the still the more serious, aggressive. Let's just get to the ring, lay in some shit, beat these guys, retain our titles guy. That's why it didn't make sense. That's why it would have been dumb for Randy to ride the, the camel. Because character-wise, yes, Randall Keith Orton may have thought, hey, cool, I'll ride a camel with, with Riddle. Maybe Matt can ride camels down to the ring. But Randy Orton, the 14-time world champion, would never ride a damn camel down to the ring. No. As far as this tag title match did go, in 10 and a half minutes. Rude and Ziggler took control, or started the match. No, yeah, Rude and Ziggler took control before a break about, I don't know, two minutes in. Back from the break, though, Orton hit the back suplex and made the hot tag to Riddle. Who? Hit some strikes and suplexes and sent on on both men. Riddle also gave Rude a draping DDT, which Orton enjoyed watching. Riddle tagged Orton, and they uh, both set up for the RKO, but both got countered. Ziggler gave Orton a zigzag for a near fall. Orton dodged a super kick attempt. He gave Ziggler an RKO to pick up the victory. So, of course, tag champs retain their titles. Thought this match was 
Fine to good. Wasn't great or anything. It was just like, hey, go out there. You got about 10 and a half minutes. Give us a good match. It was four guys that you know you can put in this spot. Give them 10 minutes, and they'll always deliver. Wasn't anything like, oh, wow, the crowd's going to go wild for some of these spots. Or, oh, wow, the crowd's going to love this match. It's going to get four or five stars. No, it was a go out there. Give us a solid match that we know all four of you guys can give us, and you're good. That's what it was. It was just a, hey, give us a good match for television. Doesn't need to be anything special. So in the back, Kevin Owens would approach Seth Rollins. Owens said, hey, so uh, I heard your announcement earlier. Well, I spoke to Adam Pierce, and he told me if I be Big E in the main event tonight, I get added to your title match. And Rollins is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, who told you that? He's like, Adam Pierce. Go talk to him yourself, Adam, the bald one. And Rollins is like, well, uh, I, I think I might just do that. So top of the, the hour, out comes the rated R superstar, Edge. Let me go to commercial. Come back, Rollins approaches Pierce in his office. Told him what Owens had said, and Pierce goes, hey, why would you listen to Kevin Owens? We've We've... Found out he's a liar. He lies and makes stuff up. Rollins goes, oh, thank God. I thought, I thought maybe you announced something or told him something that you didn't tell me. Rollins then left. And Sonya comes in. And she's like, well, what was that all about? He's like, oh, Owens making stuff up. Telling Seth that if he beats Big E tonight, that he can get added to the title match at day one. And Sonya goes, you know, to be honest, it's not a bad idea. And... And Pierce looks at her and kind of with that look of, hey, you may be right on you may be right there. So Edge is in the ring. So he's glad to be back. Last time we saw him, he beat Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. And well, now Rollins is the number one contender for the WWE championship. He admitted that Rollins deserved it because he was operating on a whole new level. Edge says that he's ready to fight someone new. He's glad that he's on Monday Night Raw with a whole new list of guys to face like AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Damian Priest, or even Biggie. Then we hear it. Awesome! Now comes the return of The Miz. Miz comes out, but not by himself. Oh, no, 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 no. Miss comes out with his lovely wife, Maurice. The Misses, as he called her, in Miz and Misses. Miss Maurice interrupt Edge. They show clips of him dancing on Dancing with the Stars. Miz says that he was annoyed that Edge received such a big, grandiose return. He got, you know, the graphics and the press release and the announcement. Monday, 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 Edge will be back. Edge is only gone for a month, according to... Uh, Miz, which is true, and he's been gone for a while, trying to bring more attention to the WWE, doing things to bring more attention to this company. And what happens when he comes back? Nothing. And Edge is like, well, you know, if you wanted like a big grandiose return, you could have just went and talked to Anya, uh, Adam and Sonya and said, I'm not coming back on television until you give me what I want. They were probably obliged. And Miz kind of looks at him like, uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, you don't, don't give me logic. Anyways. Miz 
this. He was also happy, though, that he can announce Maurice is back. Don't know what capacity that is. He just said Maurice is back. Miz was annoyed that Edge didn't mention his name in that list of a pen, potential opponents here on Raw. Edge then mocked him for dressing as a genie on Dancing with the Stars. After Maurice talked about how great he was, Edge also mocked him for not coming close to winning. He's like, I was the best dancer on that show. And Mrs. Or Edge is like, you're the best dancer. Why'd you come in, what, ninth place? And Miz goes, it's because of them. They say that this is the most loyal fan base in the world, but they didn't keep me on the show. JoJo Siwa has a better fan base than you guys. The all you guys promo. Edge would go on to say that he knew the Miz was targeting him. Was it? Put him in the main event picture. See, you came out here because you wanted to be in the spotlight. Coming out against me means spotlight. He prompted the crowd. He said, he said, I can do whatever I want out here. I want the crowd to say Miz sucks. I can have them say Miz sucks. Three, two, one. Miz sucks. Like we can do it again if you want me to. Miz said that he didn't need Edge to be in the main event. He said, eight months ago, I was the WWE champion. When was the last time you were the champion? Oh, wait. When you were in the opening match, and I was main eventing WrestleMania against John Cena. Miz said that he surpassed Edge and suggested maybe Edge should have stayed home. Edge says that he admits he can't fight for much longer, but there was a reason that everybody in the back wanted to come across and face him. Edge said that Miz spends too much time complaining. He credited Miz for getting very far coming from tough enough and did, quote, in fact, beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He said Miz was being used on other shows to get a reaction. Calling out uh, AEW in the CM Punk um, MJF promo. <clears throat> this along lines of like, other shows are using your name to get a reaction. Excuse me. Edge spoke about how hard he worked just to get back here while Miz was just using, using this as a launching point for his next endeavor while his tag partner got fired. Again, breaking the fourth wall here tonight. Miz said he was getting upset. He took off his glasses. Edge goes, you want to go? Let's fight right now. And Miz is like, all right. He's unbuckling his jacket. He's like, let's do this. Got more buckles. He's unbuckling his jacket. All right, I'm ready. He unzips his jacket and then, yeah, never mind. Never mind. And he leaves the ring. It kind of looks at him like, where are you going? Where are you going? In the back, Sarah Schreiber asked AJ Styles to know most about the Street Profits using a fire extinguisher last week. Styles were wearing shades, some sunglasses, because, well, he claimed he can't see anymore after getting sprayed in the face. Gone blind. He warned the Street Profits that they were going to get burned. Styles acted like he couldn't see through the glasses, through the whole interview, as if, again, he gone blind. Next up, we had a three, little over three-minute match. Street Profits against the Alpha Academy. AJ and almost on commentary. So, AJ joined commentary, tried to interfere, but Montez Ford easily knocked him off the apron. Knocked him aside, just to get the heck out of here. 
Board Gate Chad Gable of Frog Splash. Street Profits pick up the quick win. Again, didn't go more than like three minutes, 10 seconds, or something like that. Styles remained on the ground after the match and looked up at almost wondering what just happened. It was funny because on commentary, Corey Graves is trying to tell AJ what's going on. He's like, oh, really? That's cool. I wish I could see it. Graves is like, oh, nice senton or, or, or Spanish or something. I can't remember the word. But it was like a flip move or whatever. And he's like, oh, really? Well, I wish I could see it or something like that. It was, it was funny. It was funny. AJ was good comedy. Good AJ comedy here. Rollins approached Owens in the back. Rollins acted like a child and said, quote, liar, liar, pants on fire. Owens said, I'm not lying. I beat Big E tonight. Matted to the match. Rollins laughed as Owens walked away. So apparently, I saw on Twitter, because I'm, I'm in America, but I saw on Twitter that in Canada, on whatever network they're on, Sportsnet, I think is what it's called, Sports 360. I don't know the I don't know the network, but like a commercial kind of aired promoting SmackDown, Hit Row was in it. And it's a new commercial, apparently, that hadn't aired before. So like in the quick hits of characters and wrestlers and superstars, Hit Row's still seen in it. So someone messed up. So next up, we had an eight-and-a-half-minute match. It was for the United States Championship, Damian Priest against Apollo Crews. We went to a break about a minute or so into this match after Commander Aziz, Aziz distracted Priest, and Crews wiped him out with a flying knee strike. Aziz got involved again after the break, so, well, the referee said, you're out of here. Priest, Priest's face changed like the cartoon, and he got fired up. He did his whole... Oh, I'm a, I'm a baby face. I'm going to fight you like the baby face. Oh, you do something to piss me off? I'm mad now. Basically. Fired up. Choke slam. Reckoning. Pinfall. Not much really happened in this match. It went eight and a half minutes and nothing really happened, to be completely honest. Good portion, like half of it at least, was during commercial, though. I don't really think this was that great because, again, half of this match was during commercial. Then we had, like, the beginning minute was just Aziz trying to distract Priest. Then we had like a minute after the commercial, Aziz trying to distract again and getting kicked out. And then, well, Priest just goes, transform. Oh, I went from Bruce Banner to the Incredible Hulk. Basically. Once again, Rollins would approach Pierce and DeVille. He's like, I need, I need some clarification here. Pierce said, DeVille liked Owen's idea. They made it official. If Kevin Owens wins tonight, he's added to the title match. Rollins was pissed. Pissed, pissed, pissed. Next up, we had some tag team action. It was Dominic and Rey Mysterio against, I guess you can call them the Hurt Business of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. But f other than like that one time against the New Day and that one time Crown Jewel against Goldberg. They ain't done nothing with Bobby and MVP. Don't call them the Hurt Business if we ain't got the real Hurt Business back together. If they ain't all wearing suits and being tough guys together. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. They just fucking Cedric and Shelton. But they wear the Hurt Business gear. Match itself in three minutes. Not really much of anything happened. Ray and Dominic needed the win. And they got the win. Mysterio hit double 619s, and Dominic pinned Cedric after a frog splash. 
cool. We then got a recap of last week's SmackDown. And then we had a 19 and a half minute 10 woman tag. On one side, it was Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., and the 24-7 champion, Dana Brooke. Here's the interesting thing. Earlier in the night, they said something about Dana Brooke now being the 24-7 champion. And then they showed her in the back. She's got the title on her shoulder. And she's just talking with Reggie like they buds. Reggie, pin her ass and get your belt back. Idiot. Anyways, on the other team, Becky Lynch. Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina, and Dewdrop. A few minutes in, Belair got Tamina up for a KOD, but Tamina's teammates pulled her out of the ring, and all 10 women started to brawl. They did this, and the commercial. Go to commercial. This match actually went through two commercials. So, uh, Dewdrop was randomly in control over Nikki. During, uh, after the break, they didn't say how those two got tagged in, what happened in and out, blah, 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 blah. So Nikki dodged a leg drop by Lynch and quickly scampered to her corner. Got there too quickly and had to stop abruptly because it, was, uh, it wasn't time to make the tag yet. I guess it was. Like her her spot was, too, was shot too quick. The other women weren't ready for her. This was a botch. Anyways, Carmella cut her off and Nikki made the tag to Ripley. Again, we could totally tell that this was supposed to be the spot where Nikki ran to her corner, ready for the tag, and goes, oh, wait, I'm supposed to do something to Carmella really fast. So she, like, goes back over, does the thing, and then tags in Rhea. And I go, the fuck? Ripley hit Carmella in the face before knocking a few opponents off the apron. This led to everybody trading moves. Carmella uh, escaped a riptide and hit a super kick for her, too. After a second break, Brooke made a tag to Morgan, who hit Tamina with some strikes and a code breaker, but Lynch broke up the pin. Nikki wiped out Lynch with a crossbody to the outside before Dewdrop knocked down Nikki with a clothesline. Selena and Carmella shoved Brooke off the top to the outside into a group of bodies, which didn't look fun for any of them, considering how fast, how fast Dana Brooke just came toppling off that top rope. She's just like... Jesus. But Tamina then gave Morgan a super kick for a near fall. Morgan followed this up with the Oblivion and pinned Tamina. Lynch then immediately would go on to attack Morgan after the match. A few others brawled. Once the ring was clear, Morgan laid out Lynch with the Oblivion. She rolled to the outside. Babyface is celebrated. Becky starts yelling, where's my title? Where's my title? And leaves. The match was not that good. Crowd did not care at all. And the but the there's a thing. And it's a, it's fortunate and unfortunate. It's fortunate that the women got 19 and a half minutes. But Vince is gonna see this match and go, Ugh, we gave them too much time. People asked for more time, but this wasn't that good of a match. We gave them too much time and they messed up too many stuff. Too much stuff. I really think that's what Vince is gonna see. He's gonna see this match and go, there's a botch there, and there was a mess up there, and there was a mess up there. Less time. I, I just I just see it happening. Also, Dana Brooke, 24-7 champion, nothing. You would think, okay, she's in the match, nothing during the match. But after the match, nothing. Nothing. Not even like, match is over. 24-7 geeks run down to the ring. Dana Brooke's in the ring celebrating. Looks up the ramp. Oh, I gotta go. And then runs off. Not even that. Not even some stupid, 
Wiley Coyote kind of facing the the, the Roadrunner kind of deal where she sees him coming. Oh, uh, we won. Congratulations, girls. Big hug. I gotta go. Like, that at least would have been nice. They acknowledged she's the champion, but then they did nothing with her in being the champion. There's another segment with Vince and Austin Theory. Vince explained him to him the element of surprise. The expect the unexpected stuff. Then they got another video telling us that Veer Mahan or Mahan is coming. We also got a big video package on Bobby Lashley, the same one that aired during Survivor Series. It's Kevin Patrick asked Biggie if the Owens stipulation added any pressure to the match. And he just goes, nope, and walked off. And he comes back and goes, wait, wait, wait. You probably want me to elaborate and talk more about this. It's an interview, by God. So he came back, and he said that he feared no man. And he feared no Kevin. Biggie, on a finally ridding himself of that, quote, Dupalicious scout scourge, scourge, something like whatever he called them. He's like, Yep, yeah, I said that. Dupalicious scourge. Did Kevin Owens? He said, um, Kevin Owens would not face he and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins will face him one on one for the title. That Biggie was good here. Biggie's always good on the mic. Biggie's always got great delivery, good promos, good interviews. Total package. Say in it. I've said it before. Biggie. He's a great person to represent this company in and out of wrestling. Because we've seen him do a lot of stuff outside of wrestling as well with boxing, with college football, Fox and all that. So Big E is a good representative for this company. Now, time to go send him on that media tour. Get him on the late shows. Get him on Good Morning America to hype up day one or something. Go send him over to Jimmy Fallon. Let him do Colbert. You know, I think he would do great on a lot of these shows. Let him go out there with Kelly Ripper and Ryan Seacrest. Screw it. John Cena's been on there with Kelly Ripper plenty of times. We go back. Austin Theory and Vince. Theory told Vince he's having a great time. Vince said, well, what have you learned? Theory said, to expect the unexpected. And Vince seemed happy with Austin and his answer. And was going to show him how happy he was. He stood up. He put his hand out for a shake. Austin goes to shake him and plop! Vince slaps him across the face so hard he falls back down in his chair. And Vince says, well, you still got a lot to learn. I'm like, what is going on here? Are we looking at Emperor Palpatine and Anakin before he's Vader? Is this episode three? Huh? What? Is going on here? I like is is Austin Theory the new chosen one? Sorry, Drew. Is is he the son Vince wished he always had? Sorry, Shane. I have no clue what is going on here with Vince and Austin Theory at all, at all. So we get our main event: Kevin Owens, Biggie, non-title but a title match on the line. Seth Rollins comes out. Joins commentary. Seth is great on commentary. I think when Seth is on commentary with Corey Graves, their back and forth are always so good. So good. Seth and Corey, their banter when they do commentary together, always so great. This match itself went about 16 and a half minutes. Owens fell to the outside early, 
and uh, Rollins was being annoying, so Owens kind of slapped him, which was funny. Biggie gave Owens a splash on the apron, but Owens followed this up by giving him a DDT on the steel steps. After a commercial break, Owens hit a superplex for a two. Biggie came back with the three belly-to-belly suplexes, but Owens got his knees up on a splash. Owens tried a senton, and Biggie got his knees up too and followed it up with a splash for a two. Biggie tried to spear him through the ropes, and Owens gave him a knee to the face, followed by a cannonball for a two. He tried some right hands, so Owens hit a super kick for a two. Biggie responded with an STO, got a close near fall off of it, where Owens came back with a nice pop up powerbomb for a near fall that made Rollins think he had won. He hits the pop up and says, No! One, two, and says, like, Oh, thank God. Owens starts making his way to the top rope. Then he looks down. He sees Seth sitting in commentary. And what does this guy do? He just decides to attack Rollins. He attempted a stunner on Big E. Big E blocked it because he gave Big E too much time to recover. Owens then hit a super kick, but Big E came right back with a clothesline. Seth, pissed. So what does he do? Jumps in the ring, attacks Kevin Owens. Attacking Owens causes the disqualification. Crowd lightly groans, but I kind of liked this. Rollins then gives gives Biggie a curb stomp. Because this DQ made sense. We then hear from Mike Rome. And your winner by disqualification, Kevin Owens. He then says, with winning this matchup, Kevin Owens has now been added to the WWE Championship match at WWE Day 1. And Seth freaks out as Owens is on the ramp going, Ah, I gotcha. Yup, I gotcha. I gotcha. And Seth's kicking the ropes and just, just yelling, No, this ain't fair. What are you talking about? He's added to the match. I'm like, hey, technically Owens was the victor. So Owens comes out victorious by way of a disqualification, and it is now a triple threat at the pay-per-view on January 1st for the WWE Championship. Now let me see if WWE has officially... Yep, WWE has officially announced. At day one, Big E will finally defend the WWE Championship against Rollins, dot, 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 and Kevin Owens in a triple threat match. We've got it. Triple threat for the WWE Championship. But with that, guys, that was Monday Night Raw. I thought the show was average. wasn't bad. wasn't great. It was just an average show. I would say just all right. But in all retrospect, Seth screwed Seth. If Seth was smart, he would not have attacked Kevin Owens until the match was over. Or if he was really smart, which then Adam and Sonya could have still came out and added Kevin Owens to this and that saying he got screwed, he should have attacked Big E. But regardless, that was Monday Night Raw. You've heard what I thought about the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought about the show. Remember, you can put your questions, comments, concerns in the YouTube chat with a Super Chat donation, or you can text in to 510-906-1341. Remember, Super Chats are the best way to make sure your comment, question, concern does get read, not accidentally skipped over. Before we read the text messages and whatnot, let's check the polls. 
far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% of you like tonight's Raw. As far as the Twitter poll does go, let's go over here. Boom, doop, doom. Twitter poll, Twitter poll. Here we go. Twitter poll. 45% like the show. 31% did not like the show. And 22% thought it was just all right. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 56% like the show. 33% thought it was just all right. And 11% did not like it. Head over to the text messages. Da, 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 da. Chris says, what are your thoughts on the one-on-one WWE title match now becoming a triple threat? I like it. Because like I stated just a moment ago, this disqualification made sense because Seth Owens pissed off Seth enough to where Seth attacked Owens, causing the DQ, and then Seth realizes, "Uh uh-oh, I messed up. I just ruined my one-on-one opportunity. Chris says, I think Raw did okay. You have an update on Asuka and what's next for the U.S. Championship, champion Damian Priest. Nothing, no clue on either of those. Or says, do you see Liv Morgan walking out of Raw, woman, uh, walking out Raw, Women's Champion next Monday? <laughs> heck no, heck no. Again, heck no. And this person says, I would love to see the Miz do a mic drop on Edge after refusing to fight Edge, or at least do a cheap shot on Edge. Well, it'll come eventually before the match, of course. And finally, this one says, What would you think about the Miz having a stunt double when he is away from WWE? No, they already did the stunt double thing with Sandow, with the Mizdow. They don't need it again. That would be stupid. It made sense when it was Miz and Mizdow together, but you don't want just somebody there pretending to be Miz while he's gone. That would be the most dumbest, ridiculous thing ever. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube dot com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and twitter.com forward slash pw unlimited if you haven't checked it out already today this morning we had a new edition of the wrestling wrap-up where we talked about a number of things like aew contracts coming up the location possible for aew revolution nia jackson what she may or may not be doing out of wwe wrestlers getting time off rick flair's weird ass tweet and more so go check out that video as well it will be linked in the description below if you haven't checked it out all right the november 29th edition of the wrestling wrap-up so with that guys have a great night i will be live a little bit later tonight on twitch twitch.tv forward slash timmy buddy i'm gonna be playing some playstation games well not a playstation game the game i got for playstation 5 never played it before well i played old iterations of this game you guys may like it you may not like it it's a surprise What am I going to play? I'm going to play this one game, then I'm going to play some Halo. So with that, join me in about an hour or so, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. So with that, guys, have a great night. I will be live tomorrow night for NXT because it's the go-home show for NXT War Games this weekend. So I will be reviewing the go-home show. So with that, guys, see you tomorrow. Have a good one.